Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. As far as style of play, uh, one of the great questions I heard was, or not more of a, it's a statement, uh, find a style of play that you're comfortable losing in. You know, like I running and gunning, shooting threes, playing fast, like we've done here. I am very comfortable losing in that because I know it's going to happen. But it, it, when that loss, ha- do you, when that loss happens, do you want to blow it up? Do you want to change everything? Right. Yeah. My college coach used to come in every day. I felt like with something new, a new tweak to a point where I thought, okay, I don't think it's that bad. Like what we're doing, we're just, we're close. And, right. and so, but all of that is becoming, you know, more and more comfortable um, in your own skin it, with your own program. Absolutely. Absolutely. You talked about this a little bit of coaching your own sons and bringing family into your program. So over your career, how have you balanced coaching and family life? Well, I think, you know, one, I think it's a, it's a family business. Yeah. Uh, I think coaching, in my opinion, I think you're, it's a calling. Uh, It's a, it's, it's a, and I know you treat it this way. It's a ministry almost. Yeah. If not, if not a ministry period. Um, And so uh, when you think of it that way, um, I just don't think I could even do it at all without the support of my family uh, and my wife. I mean, you know, you, you look around the world, look around the, the state, you know, coaching's probably got a pretty high rate of divorce. And, you know, for whatever reason, you know, time away, whatever that looks like. And it's, it's I'm not saying that there's probably other factors, but I, it's a pretty tough profession. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think if you're if you're not bought in, if your family's not bought in, it just it's a pretty big strain. And it's not the only profession that does that. It's the only one I know because I, that's what I do. Um, but I, I think they have to be bought in and understand. I think one of the biggest fights, I'm just going to say this to everybody, whoever we're talking to, was, you know, about about the job. I mean, and this happened to be when I was an assistant uh, my first time with, with Coach Melton at Nimitz. Um, you know, I would, I would tell my wife, Hey, I'll be, I'll be home at five. Well, that, that did not mean <laughs> that meant sure. <laughs> I was saying practice was over at five. She was hearing I would be home at five and I would come home six, six thirty, And those probably were our biggest disagreements or fights or whatever. Um, because you know, you're, you're I, at that time, I wasn't in control of when I could walk out of the gym. Yeah. I couldn't leave the gym until he left the gym. Um, and even as a head coach, that's hard to do because you got kids that, you know, that want to stay and do extra things. So we just came to the agreement that I would make sure I texted at that time. We didn't, I don't, at, at that time early in our marriage, we, there weren't cell phones. So we, it wasn't like I could call her uh, except from the office, but sure. we just decided that, okay, I'll leave a message or when we got the phone, we'll text and let you know, Hey, practice is over, but, I'm not going to be home for another hour or whatever, but that was our biggest, our biggest one. Um, you know, uh, real quick, I think it, it is a unique job in the fact that there are a lot of jobs that have pressure. I mean, you know, almost any job, especially the higher up that you climb, there's more and more pressure involved. And 
but there's just not that many. I, even in teaching, just teaching alone, there's pressure. You know, my wife is at my wife is at Birdville, and you know the 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 pressure that she has to help 150 kids move on to the next grade, to do well on the star test, you know, standardized test, and all of the, and then also to keep administration happy. Like that's a lot, but there is an idea. There's a lot of jobs where when you leave, you truly get to leave it there. And I do think ours is one where, golly, I do go home, but am I really there? Like, or is oh. my mind racing? Am I writing things down? Do I, am I watching film at home? And I, I think that you just overlap the next question, the next topic, really, because uh, that's a strain on your family. You know, it was a strain on ours. It yeah. still is. You know, she wants you to come home and, and be home. And when you're physically at home, a lot of times you're not mentally there. Yeah. And that was probably something that I was not very good at early on with our, when our kids were little, because I obviously, yes, you want to do very well in your job. You want, you want to do your job very well because that's just what, that's how you're made. It's how your the makeup is, but then what's the most important job. The most important job is at home, Yep. you know, with the kids and, and her. And, and, uh, and that, that was, that was hard. That was really hard. And then I think it goes back to your habits too. Because like all most coaches, I mean, we're we're lifelong learners, you know, constantly watching, listening. Like I want to read my Bible every day. I have two uh, two books that I also want to go through daily. One is like more of a motivational type. Another is is something that I, I want to learn about or, or, you know, whatever habits or whatever subject matter. So, you know, going, I want to read those. But that also means that I probably have to prioritize my morning to get those things done so that, or if I can steal some time at school, you know, but then when I go home, like I can't just, Hey babe, great to see you. I'm going to go out back and read for an hour and a half. Right. Right. right? Like, like it is this idea of, of not, it's what David Peeler said, not failing at the job that only you can do. Right. Yeah, anybody yeah. can, anybody right. can be the coach at faith. Anybody can do that, like, but at my house, yeah, I'm the only one that can do that. You're the only one. That's exactly right. That, and that's something that I'm glad you said that. A lot of times, like, I'm not a big – I enjoy golf. I'm not good at it. I, you know, <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'll, I'll spend a day making sure I, I try to keep one golf ball. I, so I, I spend a lot of time hunting that ball. But I didn't do it a lot because it, this was just me. I, I Five hours or six hours on a Saturday – I would miss something at home. Um, and, and what you said earlier about doing things, I always try to do them. And this is going back to family and coaching, um, doing things when it wasn't going to, it doesn't matter to anybody else. Yep. You know, example, like I, I know you're, I know you enjoy working out. Um, I, I, I work out six days a week, but I'm every day at five 30. Hmm. So it's, 5.30 to 6.30, well, my kid, even now, I'm not taking away time from anybody because yep. nobody's up. Yep. Um, but now, like, going back to, this is just, and again, this, this I'm not, I don't mean this to sound, uh, I'm just telling you that, have, going back to the habit part, you know, work out at school from 5.30 to 6.30, well, sometimes we have kids coming in to get some stuff done. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm in the weight room doing my workout, and that's in it. to me. It's just hey, if he's doing it, maybe maybe I can come. Do sure, it. you know, uh, just things like that. But 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 to go back to your question, 
Yeah, just doing doing things that you want to do and that you feel like you need to do to help to help you. But you have to do it sometimes, you know, early in the morning or whatever that looks like. So you're not stealing from someone else. Yep. And I think we we the the phrase fighting for your culture is pretty popular now and that you have to fight for that every day. Man, I think without if you're not careful, you know, it you can forget to do that with your marriage. Um, you know, Jana and I, this is go around two for both of us. Um, I was very young when when my first one happened. It was only it only lasted about eight months, you know. So and then you know, I have a son from that. And then but Jana was married for quite some time. And, and with my stepson, Landon came from that. And, you know, but when I got the job at Faith, I made a comment. I think I was at 24 hour fitness working out. And, you know, but I was gearing up for the season, our first season, my first season as a head coach. And I just let her know, like, babe, just so you know, just be prepared. Like, I'm going to be putting in a lot of time. Like, I, I'm this is this is busy season. I, I was almost kind of just laying down the law of. This is what's about to happen and you just need to be prepared. Like, this is what you signed up for, kind of an attitude. Right. And and man, I could feel the the we we she didn't say much in the moment came back home and knowing her and just the the, the she was quiet and a little distant and and her message was um I've already had that happen and I don't want that to happen again and and ple- almost pleading with me for her not to be second and right. and it was just kind of that decision moment of okay you know obviously what kind of coach i want to be but then more importantly what kind of husband and but it also helped me as a coach because we really don't have to be up here that long like there's a lot of things that we can get done in an appropriate amount of time whether it's practice whether it's planning scouting i think we're guilty of doing way more like working harder not necessarily working smarter and i think when you when you when you really like kind of your whole point here was really take into account uh the the how you're treating others your family members because of the grind that you're putting in with your team Um, i don't know i think it's a it's just something we need to think about absolutely and that's kind of the balance you're talking about um, finding that balance there and, and letting them understand that they are, so to speak, number one, but really not number one. Uh, uh, God is first, but uh, but but yes, making them feel a lot more important than that team. Um, and I think you know, to your point, I think if you do that, you're in the, you're going to end up getting that back uh, in 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 the support of what you do and how you work and, and the time that you spend. So I think that that's huge. We kind of bled over into it already, but if you could start over in coaching, what would you do differently? Is there anything else that we, you know, we haven't kind of covered with because the balancing coaching and family life, I think those two kind of go hand in hand. Absolutely. I, you know, I think I'd be more conscious of, like you said, I think I've done that several times early on and, and probably late too, where I, Hey, this is this is what I need to do, and this is what I have to do, and then you you have to come back and go. I you know, 
I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I didn't, yeah, I obviously I said it and I meant it in the moment, but I didn't. I didn't want it to be like that. Yeah. Um, I think. I think the biggest thing for me. Um, I heard it and I heard it the other day on the radio. Uh, I, I guess I'm still. I listen to the radio. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything, but yeah. I was like, oh, well, well in the mornings, <laughs> in the mornings, in my when I'm working out, I I listen to ninety four point nine. The, the Kate, you know, the morning yeah. show. Yeah. Anyway, then they, they have a lot of truth on that show. Yeah. And one of the things that I actually heard this week, and I probably heard it many times before, but it, for whatever reason, it stuck with me this week. But there's a difference between worrying and thinking. And, you know, when we worry about something, it, it's taken, it's taken us away from, in my, in my wife's words, it's taking you away from the moment. Mm. You know, we're not living in the moment. You're worried about what's going to happen or what happened. And so you've just ruined the moment. Uh, you ruined our moment. You ruined the kid's moment, whatever, whatever that was at that time, because you're worrying about something that may never not even happen. Or you're worried about something that already happened. You can't change anything about it. Um, but there's a fine line there, too. And I, again, I'm, I'm telling you this, but I haven't figured it out. <laughs> is now going from just worrying about it to thinking about it. Okay. I'm going to think, I got to, you're going to think about it. You talked about it earlier. You brought things home and my mind's always going, but if I'm thinking about it, it's not, it's probably not consuming me yeah. like a worry might. And I think that would be a big thing that I would really probably work on more. Um, and that's probably the biggest thing that my wife would tell me. And if she was on here talking to you, she would say that that I probably stole from our moments because I was worried about something that, again, either happened or never was going to happen. But we didn't. But I didn't know that. And so I was stealing from the happiness, the joy that we should have been having after I left the office or left the gym or whatever. Uh, so. If I could do it, well, let's just start today. If I could do it, you know, just get better at that. Yeah. Even today, uh, it would it would change a lot. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think, you know, being at a Christian private school, you know, we're able to talk openly about things. And and I felt this way, too, that growing up, you know, you, you read about people worshiping idols and you're and, you know, when you you almost have this attitude of like, Golly, they saw they, the things that they've seen, like the Israelites think they've seen the, you know, God parting the Red Seas, you know, all the, they saw that, but yet they would, you know, they had this little man-made image and, and worship it. But, you know, like idols still exist today and they're anything in our lives that become the most important thing. I mean, even even to a point, our spouses, our families, I think I've seen parents maybe place their kids and their kids athletic career and success and fame, stardom, all put that up as an idol. But I think, you know, you made an interesting point of what your wife would say. And I think if Jana could answer this question, it would be the the if I could start over again or things I would do differently is I would instantly change my mentality in those moments when basketball became the idol of my life again. Absolutely. Because over the years, I mean, it time and time again, uh, I like 
the Old Testament, like people now, even as you know, believers, that we return to those things that we know are empty and don't give us fulfillment. But basketball is that thing. And uh, so that's a day, like you said, though, it's a daily fight. And so I think that question, whether you're 32 years in, 16 like me, I mean, I'm half the time, you know, like whether or, or you're just starting out, like, what would you have done differently from last week, you know, from the month before? And then to your point, start now, like start Absolutely. today. Absolutely. I think, and, and you know, just kind of what you said, and I, I think we said it earlier, you know, I know at younger in, in the profession, my identity was wrapped up in, did I win? Yeah. How many wins did I get? Or did I get, did I, am I notching, am I getting closer to that goal of whatever that goal is? And I don't know that you, you if you do it that way, you're never going to reach your goal. Yeah. You know, um, and it, I'm not saying, I think we all, we all struggle with that. Uh, you know, your identity, you know, if you had a bad season, you know, you're, you're a terrible coach. And all of a sudden the next year you win, you know, you, you, you do really well. You're not, you're the same guy. You just had you had better players or 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 something you know whatever you didn't have injuries or something, and I think you know, if we're I, honest, I can, go, the, I, I, I can go back to my first head coaching job. You know when I left Nimitz and got my first job at a two A school in East Texas, and four years in, make the state tournament and get beaten overtime, and I think this is easy. <laughs> I've got this do, figured out. I got it figured out. I'm like, I can do it again. It doesn't yeah. matter where I'm at. I'm going to go do it again. Yeah. And, you know, go to, go to the next Lindell and, and we got close. We got beaten a couple times twice in the regional finals. But when I look back at that, I was just too dumb. I thought that, you know, that was, that was me. You know, four years into my career, I, I, we're going, we're, I'm at, you know, we're at the pinnacle of this, this profession and not realizing now looking back, man, that how hard was that to do and how yeah. special were those kids and how good were those kids? It made yeah. me look good. Yeah. You know? Uh, and so, and then you realize how hard it is, you know, when it's been 95 years since it, since it happened and you haven't done it, you know, you didn't do it again, but I think it's, it's, it's a, you know, you just have, well, I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure where I was going with that, but my point no, that's was, good. my point was it wasn't, it wasn't us. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. you're, you're the same guy you're in and you're out. And I think that's the, that's, I think my point on that is if we're honest with ourselves, even those years where we did win and we had deep runs, maybe even district coach of the year, whatever it was, there were bad moments in those years. Absolutely. There were years where there's things that I would take back moments when I didn't love them fully when I, when I was completely wrapped up and resulting, Absolutely. you know? And so, but then to your point, there's years where uh, we didn't have outward success, but they loved each other. I coached them hard. We overachieved and man, like we were successful. So I think it is, it's that, knowing your why going back to daily habits and, and also just having your compass pointing the, the right direction uh, that I think that helps with perspective quite a bit. 
Well, I think, and, it, and it, like you said, the, the, you're going the, the seasons that you have. I can think of two seasons that were just horrible. I mean, really bad. But probably two of the most fun seasons because those kids just worked hard mm-hmm. and they were enjoyable. But from the world standpoint, we were we we weren't very good. I mean, the, the win we had way more losses than we had wins, but. If you'd have walked in the gym, those kids were working hard, and and that's you find joy in that too. Yeah, you know, just just good kids working hard. So you're obviously you got ups and downs, and you know, you're thankful for for all of it. You know, it, it makes you who you are, I guess. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti Podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.